Have you ever experienced the awesome power of a tornado? If you have, then you also know that it's not the experience that most people want. I remember when I was four or five standing on our sun deck with my father as a massive tornado cut through our town. I watched this awesome force peel the roof of a building directly across the street from us off like the top, like just like a banana. It's crazy. We we're lucky that day. The brunt of it missed us entirely. Others weren't so lucky. As a wide-eyed child, it was easy to be grateful that day. I was alive. I was young enough that I felt completely safe holding on to my father's hand, even as the roof of the building directly across the street. With, I mean, this is the parking lot I learned to ride a bike in, which just decimated in front of me. We had a basement that made our house safer. In fact, most of the neighborhood was in our basement at that time. But how do we take that mindset into the rest of our lives as well? That feeling of being safe and grateful, a feeling grateful even in the storms of life. When life sucks and the storms just beat at your foundations, how do we practice gratitude when it's hard to be thankful? Well, let's talk about it. Here's the million dollar question. How do men like us reach our full potential and grow into the men we dream of being while taking care of our responsibilities, working, being good husbands, fathers, and still take care of ourselves? That's the question this podcast will help you with those answers. My name is Brent and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. Big shout out to the Fallible Nation and warm welcome to our first time listeners. My name is Brent, and today we're talking about gratitude, since tomorrow is Thanksgiving to seem appropriate. We've talked about gratitude many times on the show. We even touched on it during Manly Monday, our live show that happens every Monday night on Facebook and YouTube. There is research to prove that living with gratitude as a mindset is better for you in many ways. It improves mental well-being. It increases your optimism, your happiness, your physical and mental health. You have deeper relationships and more self-control. And let's face it, we could all probably use that at times, right? And it's even been connected to the athleticism. Isn't that crazy? Athleticism, right? I wanted to share some thoughts with you in hopes that it may help you or someone you know. I'm a big believer in the fact that everyone has things that they're going through. Maybe different than you, but no less valid. Everyone has a burden they carry and wrestle with, and the holidays can be really difficult for a multitude of people. As we celebrate this season of gratitude, remember there are people who are struggling to fill that gratitude list with anything. The last couple of years, we've come through a lot. There are a lot of people who are still in recovery from those losses or experience them still in real time because the storm hasn't passed for them. It's easy to be grateful in the good times, but how do we maintain that gratitude mindset in the storm? Gentlemen, I wanna share with you six concepts for your consideration that I think will help as you weather the storms of life for you to keep that gratitude mindset that is so beneficial. Number one, write down the things you're grateful for. Now I grew up in a conservative Christian church as the preacher's kid. I know all the old hymns by heart and can sing most of them without even thinking about it. But one stands out to me. It's called Count Your Blessings. And even as I record the show, I can hear it in my head. And to be honest, it never sunk in much as a kid. However, as an adult, I've found this fairly practical advice and have known many people who practice this actively even. My friend, Sean, who usually does the Thanksgiving show with me, 
Sean and his wife, Diane, keep big sheets of butcher paper hanging in their house. And they walk by and write down things all the time as it happens in real time, recording things they're grateful for. We've talked about gratitude journals before and the value of just writing down a couple of things every day that you're grateful for. There is some powerful, powerful force to writing things down and putting them in our world. It trains your mind to seek and observe the things that are good things, that are blessings, that are happy things. It conditions your brain to focus on the positive moments in life. So data mine your day. You don't have to go full journal if you're not a journaling person. If you've been on the show many times, you know that's not my thing. But you don't have to go full journal. You can literally hang it on the walls like Sean and his wife. You don't have to go that far. Okay? I actually used to have an app on my phone, and I would record three things every day that I was grateful for. At first, it was hard. Then it was pretty simple. And then it was hard to narrow down to just three things. Because if you look for it, you learn to see it, which makes it easier and it keeps it easier as you're going through hard times. Number two, gentlemen, make gratitude a habit. Now, that kind of seems what I just said, right? But no, that's not. If you say thank you more than you say please, it's not a bad thing. Be quick to appreciate people for their contributions to your day. If you forgot to say thank you to someone for something seemingly small, make it a priority the next day to go and thank them. Look for opportunities to say thank you. Go through your memories. Go back and thank people for what they did years ago. They're going to look at you really weird, but it's cool. Go back and thank people that you haven't seen in years. Just like randomly call them. Hey, I know you don't remember this, but thank you. I was in a convenience store my junior year of high school, just getting a Mountain Dew refill in my massive 64-ounce mug, which was so bad for me looking back, but oh well and grabbing a grab bag of nacho cheese Doritos, because this was my custom. It's what I ate for lunch in high school pretty much for two years. While I was there, the ambulance crew came in to get whatever they were getting, right? Snacks or whatever. But immediately my heart surged with gratitude. I went over and thanked them. I'm pretty sure I actually hugged them without any context, which would explain the whole freaked out look on their faces. They had no idea who I was. They didn't recognize me. I hadn't seen them in two and a half years. I remembered the people who pulled me out of the car as I was fading in and out of consciousness. I was blessed. It wasn't a particularly bad wreck comparatively to what it could have been. But to a 15-year-old that couldn't feel his legs in the moment or was struggling to stay conscious, it was terrifying. And I absolutely remember this incredible ambulance crew as the people who pulled me out of that wreck that was just terrifying to me. I was grateful not only for what they did, but for the chance to say thank you. Go out of your way to say thank you to anyone and everyone who's been kind or helpful to you. To everyone who treats you like a human with dignity and respect, go say thank you. The more you practice gratitude, the easier it will become for it to be at the forefront of your mind all of the time. And the more present you'll find it in your life and readily available for you. Number three, seek the lesson. In every moment, there are possibilities. There are multiple possibilities, in fact. When I talk to somebody about my coaching services, they could say, yeah, I'd love to love work with you. They could also laugh in my face. 
they could ignore me totally and walk away, or they could take offense that I would be offering to work with them because they're offended. I think they need help or that I thought they could use a hand. You could listen to the show and think it's a great episode and beneficial and will help you. Or you could decide that I'm a horrible source for any kind of information and never listen again. These are things I don't control. How a person responds to a situation, an offer, an opportunity, or an idea is their power and their choice. You control that in your life. You are absolutely in control of how you respond to things. What I take away from their response, that's in my control. Now I can analyze the moment and take away a lesson every single time. Let me say that again. There is always a lesson to take away from any given situation if you're willing to look for it. That person might not be ready to seek a coach. They might not have thought about seeking a coach before. It may have surprised them and people usually react pretty badly when you surprise them. I'm not any better. I had a colleague surprise me with a suggestion the other day and guys, it surprised me. What did I do? I retreated back. I kind of brushed him off. I actually had to send an email and apologize because I felt bad about it because it was just a knee jerk reaction. I reacted badly to the surprise. When I'm talking to someone, I could have presented it wrong. I might not be the right person to work with them. They might've never been even conscious of the idea of having a coach. They might be concerned about the cost or the terms that come with the coaching package or just the whole concept could freak them out. I don't know that, but I can always examine the event. I can look at what I could have done better because guess what? There is always something I could have done better. It might not have changed the result, but I always have room to improve and grow. I know this for a fact. Doing this refines me. It doesn't condemn them or attack their choice. Instead, it helps me appreciate what I learned in the opportunity. So look for that opportunity. Seek that lesson in any situation, good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, guys. There is always a lesson to be had if you're willing to dig and do the work. We're going to roll through our sponsor, guys, and we will be right back with three more lessons that you can consider as you're looking at practicing gratitude and being thankful in the storm. How well do you sleep at night? Do you toss and turn and wake up more tired than when you went to bed? Sleep is commonly one of the critical elements people fall short on in their life. The quality of sleep you get directly affects your ability to control your weight, your ability to add muscle, your stress levels, and your everyday job and life performance. If you're ready to move to the next level, then sleep has to be part of the plan. Check out our friends at ghostbed.com if you're ready to get your best sleep. I love my ghost bed. I've been sleeping on one for a couple of years and has made a huge difference in how I sleep. Hit ghostbed.com and use the code thefallibleman30 to get 30% off your order and start getting better night's sleep tomorrow. Now, let's go on to the show. All right, guys, and we're back. We're here today talking about how to maintain that gratitude mindset and how to be grateful even in difficult times. We already went through three, and if you missed those, you're coming in part of the way through the show. Go back, check those out. It's important. Make sure you get through those three as well. Number four, for your consideration, change the language, change the dialogue. Let's talk about this at two levels. 
How you talk to yourself and the words you use out loud have a significant impact on your attitude. So first, choose your words carefully because you're, you're gonna speak the truth. I'm not talking about manifesting things. I've seen that all over YouTube. That's become a really big thing. I don't know why, but sure, whatever, not my thing. No judgments. I just, I don't put much stock in it, but that's not what we're talking about. What you believe will come out of your heart and through your mouth. So pick your words carefully and choose how you frame things in the language you use in a positive way, even at a negative time. If you start saying out loud, you're going to start to believe it. It's just the way it works. If it's coming out of your mouth, you're going to start believing yourself. So you may have some concerns or stresses, or it may be a really difficult time, and that can be coming out in the words you're using. So think carefully about the words you're uttering out loud and reframe it. Just like if you're trying to sell something or if you're talking to someone else, reframe the words you're using and use a positive spin on it as opposed to a negative spin. Second is your internal dialogue. Your internal dialogue is so indicative of your heart and your attitude, it's unreal. How you talk to yourself in your own internal dialogue says a lot about your mental and emotional state. So don't beat yourself up. You don't deserve that. You shouldn't treat yourself that way. Treat yourself how the person who loves you more than any other in the world would treat you. Now, what's this have to do with gratitude? Well, you have to change the language. It's hard to be grateful. It's hard to maintain that gratitude mindset when negative language is coming out of your mouth. When negative thoughts are running through your head, you all know what it's like to have that negativity in your skull. As it comes out of your mouth, your brain starts to believe it. So if you want to maintain gratitude and a gratitude mindset, even in the difficult times, you have to be careful about the wording you are using and change that dialogue. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up to fail. Number five, gentlemen, serve others. What does this have to do with graduate with graduates? <laughs> what does it have to do with gratitude in hard times? If you focus on other people, it is easier to see the positive side of life. Turn outward instead of retreating inward. It's hard to be negative when you put other people's needs above your own. I recently ran audio for a memorial service for a lovely woman that passed, an older woman. It was everything you hope your memorial service will be gentlemen, tons of family came and they loved on each other. Tons of friends came and they loved on the family. It was beautiful. They shared memories. They laughed. They cried. It was a truly great memorial service. Like I said, it's what you hope your memorial service will be like. Honestly, I've been through a lot of them. What I didn't know until later that day is the woman who had come to play the piano for the services had just lost her mom a few days before this service. Now, anyone would have understood a short notice bow out in this circumstance, right? She just lost her mom and going and playing someone else's memorial service. I can only imagine what an emotional trial that was with the pain and difficulty she was already struggling with. But she served this family because A, she said she would, and she's a woman of her word. I know her decently, we're not real close, but I know her pretty well, and I know she's a woman of her word. 
She also did it because serving them, she was tending to her own heart at the same time. As she was hurting, serving another group who was in need, who was also hurting, that they could sympathize with, was a way to tend to their her own heart because it's easier to be grateful, even in a difficult time, when you're focused on serving and helping other people. It's a great thing to do. Number six. Now, this list absolutely wouldn't be complete if I left this out. Don't check on out on me. You don't have to be a believer, but faith is crucial. Now, I'm a Christian and I try and live as one. You don't have to believe because I do, but I will say that this is a highly effective way to maintain gratitude in difficult times. Like I said, don't check out on me. You don't have to go to church just because I said that faith is a good answer. You've got five more in this list that are great, but I promise you this has a compounding effect. Guys, from wrestling with suicide when I was younger to laying in the hospital wondering if I would ever walk again, from job lossage and marital issues that we've gone through, having faith in someone bigger than me has always kept me in a grateful and positive disposition and some really dark hours of my life. Much like my father holding my hand on the sun deck as that tornado just shredded a church building in front of me, holding on to my faith has stilled me through a lot of things. There's a song by a Christian band, the band's called Casting Crowns. The song's called, I Will Praise You in the Storm. It's got these lyrics. I was sure by now that you would have reached down and wiped out our, and wiped our tears away stepped in and saved the day. But once again, I say amen, and it's still raining. Believing in something more than yourself, believing in something bigger, will help you a great deal in the gratitude department. And since we're talking about gratitude, I couldn't leave that out of this discussion because guys, it's an anchor point for me in my life. It may not be for you, but for me, it is. It's not easy to have an attitude of gratitude. And I did not purposely try to rhyme that. It just kind of happened. Sorry about that. Maintaining that gratitude mindset, even in hard times, can seem almost impossible. I promise these six things will make an incredible difference in maintaining that gratitude mindset. Write down the things you're grateful for. Seriously, take five minutes at the end of your day and write down three things you're grateful for. I was incredibly impressed at the impact that had on me as I was trying that out several years ago. Make gratitude a habit. If you are just constantly in the habit of being grateful and expressing your gratitude to other people, it's amazing how it shifts your mindset. Seek out the lesson in every situation because there always is one. It's always there and may be hard to find it actually can become a really great game trying to find the lesson, but in everything, there is a lesson. Change the language and change the dialogue. Change the way you talk to yourself, change the words you use out loud because you're programming your brain to believe the things that are coming out of your mouth. When you find that lesson in the above, in the first and the third point, you can be grateful for that lesson because it can improve your life. Serve others. It is so much easier to have a heart and head filled with gratitude 
and live in a state of a gratitude mindset when you're focused on helping other people. And if you believe in something, your faith can help you in tremendous ways. Now guys, it is the gratitude season. And like I said, there are a lot of people who are gonna be struggling this season. Maybe this helped you, maybe it didn't. Maybe you know somebody that this discussion will help. Please share this with them. Guys, if you're struggling and need a little help right now, I'm taking clients right now. You can go to my website, www.fallibleman.com and set up a coaching call. If you wanna work with me, let me help you as you navigate some issues in your life because we all need help at times and there's nothing wrong with that. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. I hope and pray you can be wherever you wanna be this Thanksgiving. And if you can't, know your family here at Fallible Nation loves you and we appreciate who you are. Have a happy Thanksgiving and be safe. Be better tomorrow because of what you do today. And we'll see you on the next one. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.